everyone. Welcome back to Vicious Cycle, the podcast. No, we have a new tagline. The only comedy podcast about periods. I'm your co-blost, Kate Elston. And I'm also a co-blost, Meg Trowbridge. And I'm just here for laughs, Meg Hayes. <laughs> and today we're joined by our fourth co-mini blost. It's Beatrice. Hi, B. BB. BB, are you going to... BB is it? She, I guess feel like she's not very talkative with us, but she's very smiley. Very mm-hmm. smiley. So, listeners, we are recording some intros and outros, and we decided to do it on Zoom because Meg Hayes is in Seal Beach, so it just makes sense. And I thought, you know, B really misses her aunties. Yeah, we miss her. We miss her. B. Hi, baby B. B, tell us about your mini period when you were two days old. Like, what was it like? It was sticky and it was gooey and it was and it freaked your dad out. It really did. Sounds like a period to me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys! I oh my god, I I totally forgot about this. Okay, so I read a uh, Reddit post. Do you remember that um, the there's a there's a Reddit sub thread subreddit called Today I Fucked Up T I F U. And it's where people go on and they just go, like, today I fucked up. Like I texted my boss. I texted my boss instead of my girlfriend or something. Mm. Someone wrote this like elaborate story. It's a gay dad who was married to a man. And he, they have like a 10-year-old daughter that they said they adopted. And it's not clear at what age they adopted her. But they said she woke up bleeding. And they didn't know what to do. They freaked out. They asked her, had she been hurt? Did someone hurt her? Why is there blood in your bed sheets? Da, 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 da. And they called, they took her to the hospital. Wow. And only to find out that it was her period. period. <laughs> and this guy, he's like, I fucked up. We sat her down later. We told her, we're so sorry. You know, we knew about, pu- we'd already had the puberty talk. We'd had the, how to shave your arms, how to put on deodorant, how to, you know, da, 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 da. But they like, when push comes to shove, they like forgot about a period. And I'm few, I was fuming reading this because I'm like, how are you going? And they feel, and like, you know, you read it and you're like, oh, I feel bad for these dads. They did their best. But it's like, how are you going to forget about the period? Right. Like really, if you've done your research and you know that you're going to like tell your daughter to like wear deodorant and here's how you shave your legs and like get ready to sweat more. How are you going to not, even if like, I'm sure they told her about it, but then when when push came to shove and she woke up with brown spots on her, they didn't know what yeah. to do. And they went to the hospital. This poor girl's gonna be like traumatized, traumatized. And like, also, I mean, this is getting this is pro- maybe a little unfair to the dads, but also like it frustrates me. Even though I know that at ten, you're probably like obsessed with the idea of shaving your legs, but the fact that they knew about that, that they were like, we want to make sure you know how to do this, so you're beautiful to cis male gaze. You know, yeah, and totally. Yet, like, not prepared for periods. And I think the way wow. that about it was like, we we knew about periods, but like in that moment, we just panicked and we didn't know why there was blood on the sheets. I'm like, oh my god, like put one and one together, mm-hmm. like really. Like there needs to be a video for like single dads and mm-hmm. just like non-bleeders, like adults. That's the crazy thing is we still have to educate adults yeah. on yeah. what a fucking period is because we separate kids by gender. And those mm-hmm. get that's the thing is like 
gay guys are are typically fantastic allies to women and femmes. It's like a natural PB and J type of situation. Absolutely, it's delicious. But, but they're like <laughs> one step away in that they've never had period sex before. Typically, yeah. like if you are a gay cis man, you you're so far removed from like a vagina that they really had never probably never seen it. Oh my god! And she goes, and she was like period age it's not like she was yeah. eight right and i because i told some oh I my god Carl about this i told some of the people i was like i cannot believe and people were like yeah but she was 10 i'm like that's not that no tall. it's yeah. not that no it's not really at all. It. my mom got it at 10 you know like yeah i had a kid that got it at nine at my school right. and if you're like in that realm it should be on the top top of your mind like yeah. if you're preparing puberty to happen like come on uh, anyway, that's that's a wow. We should right. interview that child or yeah. <laughs> or her or her dads and give them a bit of a talking to. Yeah. Anyway, oh um, so yeah. Wow, I was really excited to tell you guys about that. Wow. Any period updates from y'all? Oh, Meg. Meg has a doozeruzi from Palm Springs. <laughs> so Mayhan and I went to Palm Springs to celebrate her thirty fifth birthday. Um, did you guys do tarot like you talked about? We did. It's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting polls. Um, I came back with laryngitis, as you may be able to tell. Um, so you were I, screaming show tunes. Yeah. Bars. We went to a show tune bar two nights in a row. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but when I got there, um, I mean, I brought period products because I know that my period is an asshole. Um, but thinking <clears throat> at worst, it would be spotting. But no, it just straight up was like, oh, hey, I'm back. Let's do this thing. And it was like heavy, uh, like medium heavy, not heavy, heavy. But on top of that, I got a yeast infection, baby. I wrote air horns in the dock, so I decided to make the air horns sound. Yeah, I don't know how or when or why, but it made handling that bit of bleeding well, because I really wanted to swim. So I was like popping little tamps in there uh, to be able to go swim. And that was not comfortable, but I per somehow I persevered. Nevertheless, she persisted. <laughs> um, I also offered Meg my reusable pad. <laughs> I was like, look, just like, Put it under the water, like whatever I've we touch. Barely used like, whatever. It. <laughs> so our vaginas touch. Yes, oh, please. Rubbed I was like, I already have a yeast infection. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> <laughs> One step away from just touching vaginas, like high fiving. Yeah, cute. And um, then that's one step away from scissoring. We're so close, Meg. We're so, we're so close. <laughs> but we missed you, Kate, and we need to do like a, a gals trip. Yeah, we do. Well, we have one planned for September. Woo! Oh, yeah. Oh, Every my time God. you guys make a noise, B looks and she's like, who's talking? <laughs> oh, Hi, yeah, baby. I forgot this never works. Hi, baby. <laughs> Kate, Kate's trying to breastfeed and B's always like, where the party at? Where the party at? Who did? Um, I didn't mean for this to become I breastfeed, but here we are. Great. Um, and we're recording. And we're recording. <gasps> also, Kate, oh my God, when we recorded with our dear um, period buddy, Rachel of Nixit, which y'all will hear later this season, 
Meg was live recording when there was a earthquake in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Did <laughs> you recording for that? Yeah. So like at one point I'm like, uh, uh, and I think Meg was like, oh, I just said something that blew Meg's I mind. was like, wow, Meg disagrees. And Meg was like, no, there's an earthquake. There's an earthquake, y'all. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And then Rachel that. was like terrified for me. She's like, uh, what do you do? I was like, she's like, run for cover. And I was like, I'm from California. Meg's doing what 90% of us do. You <laughs> yeah. just sit there and you're like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't think this is the big one. Cool. Okay. Well, listeners, today we are. So I wasn't at that uh, interview with uh, Rachel from Nixit. I know. And I was, nor was I at this upcoming interview, but that's okay. You know, I was busy. The Megs took over. There, you know, there doesn't need to be three of us. Three is too many. It's one too many. I mean, so it three works is company when there's three. two. Kate, <laughs> three is company two. Yeah. But we're all becoming very busy, important people. Some of us yeah, have true. babies. Some of us are traveling. We were so excited that we were able to interview the co-founders of The Period Company. So uh, one of you, why don't you take it away and tell us, tell the listeners a little bit about what The Period Company is. The Period Company is an amazing company that creates affordable and size inclusive period underwear. And they also remind you that it's good pee underwear because, you know, our bodies change incontinence becomes a little more regs. Maybe you just had a kid and you're leaking all sorts of fun stuff. They are great for whatever juices are coming out of your hoo-ha. That's right. Um, it's a fantastic company. Not only is it affordable and size inclusive, it's really eco-friendly, which is a huge part of their values. And they really practice what they preach, which I think I shared in our last episode that I ordered some pairs that didn't quite fit. And they said, you know what? It doesn't make sense ecologically for you to send them back. So give them to a friend and we'll send you what, what size works for you, for you, which is, has never happened before. Yeah. I think that's so fantastic. Uh, so who are these lovely women? We interviewed Carla Welsh with Welch, sorry, Hard CH sound. Um, Carla Welch, who is a stylist to the stars like Tracy Ellis Ross, ever heard of her? Busy Phillips, Justin Bieber, renowned period lover. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Justin, give us a call. You'll be our first cis male on the show. I mean, and then she also uh, dabbles in Justin's wife's style too. I mean, sure. she's pretty big deal. She is a big ass deal. Um, and Sasha Markova, who's also a huge deal. She's a mm -hmm. former creative director of the ad agency Mother and Impossible Foods, like the Impossible Burger, mm -hmm. and founder of Gangs of Cosmos, which is a really cool agency and creative studio dedicated to the planet. So they literally, like, their clients are like, humpback whales and they like do things to help with like right Meg like they do things to help with like sustain I just thought you were gonna keep listing animals and stuff like uh, their clients include humpback whale the, the redwood tree yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the long-haired goat <laughs> okay so also I was listening back to this interview which was is so funny listeners are gonna love it what's up with how does Joe Rogan the illustrious <laughs> podcaster himself <laughs> 
relate to the parent company. The one the, who we emulate. The reason why we have this show. Right. <laughs> so uh, while talking to um, Carla and Sasha about like how people talk about period company, um, Sasha mentioned her close personal friend, Reggie Watts, was on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. And he was just like singing the praises of period company. They're just called period pants. They're essentially, what do they do? They're, they're underwear that have an absorbent material in it. It's not a new Built concept. into the pants? Built into the pants. So the pant itself is the absorbent So thing. you got a padding in the pants. Yes. And you Velcro it out, throw it in the wash? No, well, no, you wash the whole thing, just like underpants. So essentially oh. it's just like special underpants that have a, an absorb, uh, absorption layer to it, okay. which is fucking brilliant. Anywho, so there's just this delightful, I, I just thought it was so fucking cool that these like two dudes on a very dude-focused podcast, Reggie Watts is like, Oh, let's talk about period underwear because it's just a great idea. Um, love it. So without further ado, let's just get to that interview with the co-founders of the period company. Oh my goodness. Okay, listeners, we are so incredibly excited to welcome the co-founders of Period Company, Sasha Markova and Carla Welch. Welcome to the show. Oh, so excited to have Hi. you. Hi, Blissners. Yay. Thanks for adopting the lingo so quickly. <laughs> that means a lot. Thank you. Uh, so the first question we have for both of you, how did you come up with the concept of period company? And let me just say, as two friends who are obsessed with periods, it's so exciting to have two other friends that are obsessed with periods <laughs> on the show. Um, so we can nerd out together. Very exciting. <laughs> I kind of went on a a path of my own child got their period really early. And, you know, my son is trans and mm -hmm. at the time we didn't know they were just non-binary, but, and then we didn't even know that. Um, and their period was kind of a disaster. And I was yeah. like, why is it such a disaster for me? Like this feminist and this power woman and like, yeah. yay, I love women. And all of a sudden I was just like completely dysfunctional mm -hmm. around a kid's period. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was a bit of a failure. And then uh, I was like, how can I make their period easier? Just seeing all these like roadblocks that were happening that I would never have expected to happen. Right. And then that's when I kind of discovered like there was some period underwear on the market. But I was like, hey, I don't think they're that great. They're more of like a backup plan, which I used. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, oh, OK, you know, my super tampon is overflowed. My super plus. <laughs> right. Great. It's going to get caught. But it wasn't a solution of a solution, right? It was like a backup. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make the greatest period underwear in the world, but I'm going to make it affordable because everything yeah. on the market was 37 to $47. And I was like, who does this, who's this for? Who right. like what only posh rich girls get periods, you know? And, and I also thought, you know, so that's where it kind of came from. I thought, I'm going to figure out a way to make a super absorbent, super affordable, super safe way to period. And, you know, it led down the path of reconnecting with Sasha and literally her email was like, the most important thing about a product is the brand. And, uh, and I wrote back, I was like, well, well, you don't have any money. And she's like, the money will come. And that was the beginning of period. And we decided right at that moment to call it period. So just like that, we are, um, yeah, we're here to change the way the world periods. 
and and the most important thing to us was okay get an amazing product which period underwear is and and so affordable and you know we really like evangelized over it as we began as you know making it using the prototypes uh you know we just fell in love with with period underwear which is something that i i really you know when it first the idea of it first arose maybe five years ago i was always a bit like oh i don't know but got so into it so we were like create create the most affordable product ever and kind of eliminate the posh period as as we call it and and at the same time completely transform um the idea of the period and the story of the period and you know if you take the period as a 2000 year old brand beginning with <laughs> eve getting kicked out of the garden of Eden, and she knows what really she did brand. <laughs> she knows what she did that's her punishment <laughs> and it, you know that's what you're dealing with and and so we were like we're gonna we're gonna change that and you know our, we're gonna create the mission of the period company is to you know, better the experience of the period for everyone on earth and the earth and, you know, re rebrand the period. So every time we say the word period, we're kind of taking it more away from that old story yeah. and putting it in this new one, which is about possibility and future and solution and, and how just by having a period and dealing with it, you know, in the, in the most ecological most comfortable way possible you you can change the world mm. and and that's that's so that's what we're up to <laughs> no small <laughs> task and it's so late sure and, you, you know, know period of time <laughs> yeah and but it's so funny because you know when we started we're like we need to rid the world of plastic because that you yes. know when clam was having up their period i was really looking at my own period and the amount of pads and crap and plastic that was piling up every day in my garbage can. I was like, there has to be a better way. But I saw you thing. Do you remember you kind of would take all the waste from her period and put it in the sink in her bathroom so she could see it build up. And and by the end it was just like, oh my God, what is this? Yeah. 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 So there's there's a lot happening. Yeah. Yeah. Meg had a front row seat at one of my um, spiral moments. I think it was my 34th birthday. And I just decided to have an existential crisis about the environment. Yeah. And Meg was like, it's That's your good. birthday. Let's, let's, you know, take a break from the environment for like a night. And I was like, no, 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 like, everything's burning. Here. We can't, we can't start. Are you on mushrooms? No, on, just wine. Red wine. She's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I had... Before we really got into period, I, I was doing a lot of work with um, the climate change movement. And I was just kind of going from one place to the next, like, you know, with uh, activist groups, with nonprofits, with think tanks, just trying to, trying to find some path to feeling okay about the future. And I, I went through a massive spiral moment. What I identify now as a real, like, existential period of grief and crisis, like a, a whole year of it, which isn't enough when you think about what's actually happening. And, yeah. and period was really like, you know, let's, let's start creating the world that we want to live in. And let's not just create this formidable product, but let's create all of all of the 
the attributes of the world that we want to live in. Let's create a world of listening, of community within this small world that we have. And it's it's the most optimistic I've ever felt about the world. It was it was a great dose of of optimism that we gave ourselves because you know you just feel so helpless the whole time about stuff. Yeah. And just to do this and 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 you know and not even as founders of the brand but as wearers of period you're just like oh every time I have my period I feel kind of good about stuff which is the opposite of experience of normally a period yeah so yeah yeah I I kind of appreciate the way y'all focus on like the idea of reconnecting with your period and like the act of like washing it out and being in more contact with your period blood um I wonder where that kind of part of the brand came from. That was just something that started to happen. I think we we both we both silently, you know, would get kicks out of washing out the blood. And then Carla filmed herself, or maybe even she got her husband to film. Yeah, I made Matthew do it. Come here quick. I need to film something. <laughs> I don't have a free hand. <laughs> And, uh, and it was just like, we just saw it. She sent it. It was just like that, that, that is so powerful. And we've never seen that. And it's so kind of mesmerizing and it, it's so naughty because it's everything that periods of periods are always like, basically pretend you don't have a period, never see the blood, make everything disposable. And suddenly this like hands, Carla's hands squeezing the blood out. All the, the blood and. And as a product junkie, you know, as someone, you know, we really spent a lot of time making, even though it's the simplest thing, right? We spent so much time making the underwear. Like it would be thrilling to be like, I text Sasha and say, I have gone 14 hours and I have not changed my underwear and I have not got a leak, you know? So it was like that. And then I think we just, you know, when we were actually talking about really then besides the environment going into the the stigma and the history of the period and Sasha had tapped on something so amazing and said you know human humanity's main problem is that we disconnected ourselves from the earth and in a way this is our bodies are you know we are both huge fans of emergent strategy and Adrian Marie Brown I'm is reading like that right now oh yeah I'm writing it it is incredible it's like life-changing it's life-changing. Yeah. You see the patterns of the way your blood comes out your body is the, the river looking for the sea, mm. you know? So everything in your own, yeah. in your body is part of the earth. So and for us, it's like, you know, yeah, some, some people, we got this one lady who was just like, what you guys are doing is totally disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the most disgusting, revolting idea I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah. I think women are more horrified than men. I know I'm speaking in the binary, but I think cis women are way more horrified because we've been trained to be like, we do not talk to other people about that. Like, what are you doing? We're all in a club and we all made an oath to never discuss this. We hear sometimes stories about leaking or people, you know, I think we've asked a few times about, leak stories we're just interested in in them with tampons and stuff and the way 
the way women recount the leak stories as literally the worst <laughs> thing that ever, ever happened. Like mm. the most horrific death. death. <laughs> yeah, worse, worse death would be preferable. <laughs> like, so it's so extraordinary because you're like, where did this language come from? And even, you know, you know, you get some women saying, oh, well, I wouldn't do that. It's just like wearing diapers. I wouldn't. It's this strange language that we've picked up as women that we're supposed to be perfect. Nobody's supposed to know what happens with our bodies, anything. And it's, yeah, it's very interesting. Well, speaking of leaks, terrible stories, I just feel like this might be a great opportunity to hear any personal period stories you want to share. Have you had a terrible period? What was your first period like? Were your parents really good about it, bad about it? Any stories that stick out you might want to share with some listeners? Take, take us really... back to tw- tween <laughs> Carla and Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I never got a period talk. Mm. I didn't when... either. Were you raised Catholic by chance? Yes, yes, great. exactly. Yeah, great. But my mom, and when we started period and I wrote a, we wrote a newsletter about, and my mom reads the newsletters every week of and course. has something to say about it every, <laughs> although, you know what she called me yesterday because she, had brought it because she has stress incontinence. So it period works mm. well for pee. Oh, and yeah. she was like, Oh my God, I brought a pair to my doctor to say, suggest them. And I opened it up and the color was green. I've never seen a green pair of underwear in my life. These are so <laughs> ugly. And I was like, wow, thanks mom. And, thanks, and mom. that thanks goes with feedback. her never giving me a period conversation, <laughs> but she was just like, well, I mean, I just, I never got one. And I was like, exactly, exactly. You're, you're, you're just making the case for me in yeah. so many ways. Yeah. And so I never, I never got one, but you know, I have a few, I have a great period story though. If I may tell you guys it, please. I was at for. the, a really fancy New York hotel, very cool, not fancy, but a very cool New York hotel late at night and uh, lots of people and, or a small group of very kind of hip people, much hipper than myself. And <laughs> I all of a sudden realized that I had bled all over the couch I was sitting on. Oh, yes. Listeners, it was horrible. (laughs) I was like, what am I going to do? And I said to my friend beside me, oh, my God, I've leaked all over the all over the couch. And she said, get up. And as I got up, she grabbed her glass of red wine and she threw it all the way down on the couch. And then she said, MVP, MVP. she it was so good it was so good and she was just and then I disappeared into the night but yeah (laughs) I'll never forget my friend Erica Gray for doing that for me wow oh great friend what a friend brilliant move but kind of a genius move like who would have I would have been just like Like, I'll go talk to the hotel. I'll buy the couch from them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Sasha has a really great period story. You got to tell this story. Oh, well, I was, so when I was working in an advertising agency and I was running these two really big accounts and I was just completely stressed out and I felt like completely, uh, you know, overlooked to the agency and I just that I was doing all this hard work and anyway I went into um you know Soho House or whatever in London I thought I'll just uh, you know 
have a little food or something. And I bumped into these two guys who worked at my agency. And they were 10 years younger than me. You know, very much less creative, but so arrogant. <laughs> and I sat down and started talking to them. And I was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, we've just been, you know, we've got another pay rise. And, you know, we've just been called by Google and they want us. And, you know, <laughs> our Facebook just called us looking for a creative team. And, you know, another agency called us. You know, basically everybody wants us. We just like <laughs> completely can't. And I was sitting there like, God, I'm working all these hours. These guys look like they've just been like to the gym, then shopping. And I'm, I'm so upset about it. Um, anyway, I'm sitting on a white chair talking to them. And why is it always a white up, chair? Why do, why why do they even <laughs> have white chairs anymore? It's yeah. bullshit. It's so it's patriarchy. A man made the chair. I get up with a chair and I realize I've bled all over. It's like a massive, like, it's like literally as if I put my hand <laughs> in period blood and just gone like that on the chair. And I think, fuck, what do I do? This is so embarrassing. Do I own up to it? Mm. It's so obvious they're about to see it. And then I just thought, actually, at this moment, this is the most radical and creative kind of fuck you I can do to these guys mm. and I just I just left the blood on the Good chair and we that's, amazing. <laughs> yeah. that's an incredible story it's almost <laughs> like your body was like oh yeah Chad and yeah. my body like <laughs> rejected the conversation <laughs> it was just like you think you're creative <sighs> I am creative <laughs> I'll show you creation like you asshole <laughs> Dasha might um, have to go into your bleeder hall of fame with that. Yeah, for sure. Those are yeah. two phenomenal stories. Well, like, Carla, actually, I think your one, the sports one, is the worst one. Oh, oh yeah, God. this is a terrible. Are, do you guys have a moment for a sad period story? Absolutely, of course. You're like, yes, it's a podcast about blood. <laughs> like, this is literally what we any story. literally why we're here. <laughs> this is a terrible story. This story makes me so fucking mad. Ugh. Um. Okay, so I in high school, like grade eleven, I was on the basketball team. I wasn't that good, but that that's fine. And we we're having a basketball game, and um, of course, you're in white uniforms, right? Of course. And this sweet boy came over to me when like the whistle went. He said, "Carla, you you've got your period." Jason Evans, thank you, Jason Evans. He was like the kindest, well raised boy. And boy. I thought, okay, this is fine. I'm just going to be cool and slip out and I'll switch my shorts into like the red shorts and I'll be back. And I got up and I looked over and the coach who happened to be like the substitute math teacher, like he, he was like, you know, you know, he was probably in his thirties, a total fucking loser. He, <laughs> he and I can yes. say this now, he was laughing at me. <gasps> and I, was and like, I will track him down and kill him. <laughs> I, I am just like, now that, and you know what, you kind of like bury that trauma. And then just in all our period conversations this year, it came up and I was like, I think I'm gonna start crying. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I was like a 15 year old kid. And Ugh. this grown up coach mm -hmm. was laughing at me for getting my period. I'm like, how shameful. Yeah. As a teacher myself, I'm horrified. Yeah. An educator who's like job it is to keep children safe yeah that's horrific. laughing at 
it's horrific. Oh. I actually need to go back into my yearbooks. I mean, I don't even think yeah, I no, we need to find we need to we find need to find him. I, I'm I'm yeah. ready to expose. We'll get the blisters on it. Like we've got some people who can go deep on internet research. <laughs> okay. Listeners, you're hired. <laughs> find that uh, sub map. That's I mean, I just assume now that he's face down in a gutter somewhere. And you're Probably. making fucking like you run a company and are doing cool shit in the world. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I don't think his future was, is as quite as bright as ours, but does that mean, I mean wow. a little bit, <laughs> you know, oh, well, well, he laughed at you were a kid, like you yeah. were a kid, yeah. you're allowed to like, to think of him that way. <laughs> wow. What a douche. Yeah. Uh, wow. Total douche. But so, I'm so glad there was a redeeming boy in that story. That was yeah. sweet. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Okay. Jason. I guess uh. men are okay. <laughs> they can there stay. Are some good ones. <laughs> um, so Sasha, what was your education around periods like? Oh, I same with Carla. I never had the conversation. For real? And I, I live, I come from England. We can't, we don't talk about anything. We can't. It was so <laughs> like so it's kind of like, yeah, it, I never, I never had it. And I'm going to be honest with you. I, I didn't even know about like basic stuff until like really recently. Okay. Because I, I couldn't and, even really define periods until we started this three years ago. Like I, yeah, it, it's pretty I didn't really understand about ovulation of any of the stuff. And you know, what's funny with period is like um, a few, you know, a lot of the questions and, and, you know, a lot of the reaching out we get on, you know, our DMs and customer services is for people who just want to know to explain what a period is oh, and to amazing. normalize that conversation. And once I had this woman who was like, hey, could I, uh, on customer for service, we do, we do tons of our customer service. We do, because we just love talking to everybody hmm. and we love like knowing what's happening and what people are saying about periods. And this woman was like, hey, could I, could you just call me? Could I, I just, would, would like to talk to somebody over the phone about this so I called her and she said you know I I just need to ask you some stuff because I never had the period chat from my mom and I I really can't talk about this with any of my girlfriends like can I just ask you like a kind of a clock's normal and you know um does your period change as you get older and do you find it and I you know I'm not sure I was kind of much news but <laughs> just needed somebody to talk to about it and you know I think even 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 this conversation any conversation about periods is an amazing thing because we're just normalizing it yeah and you know there's there's generations of us and still right now you just you just think we can't talk about it you know often we'll say to our community hey what was your first period chat like and some of them are amazing amazing parents amazing dads Mm. who do incredible things when the dad takes care of it and amazing moms and grandparents and carers Mm. and stuff but but god some of the stories are just horrific and um it's it's really really odd yeah you know yeah 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 Oh my god! I that. That's that. Yeah, cool. that's why you we're know? all here. 
it feels like a sea change. It feels like I'm seeing more people talk about it. I think younger generations are just like, they know about it. Boys on TikTok are being like, let's talk about periods, you know? Cute. It's very cute. It's cute. I will say, you know, <laughs> I teach in an elementary school and we had an amazing sex educator a couple years ago came in. She was like a total burner. She had like yarn locks in her hair. Like she was like <laughs> wild, but the kids were obsessed with her because she just wow. like could connect with kids on their level. She wasn't like, you can't say pain. Like you can't laugh at the, Like she normalized everything kids were asking her questions. So I will say my public school students are, I feel good. And they didn't separate based on gender. Thank God. Like, don't ever do like, why are we still doing that? That's insane. For sure. You know, that's one thing we talk about too, with, you know, cause at the period at period, we think your periods are superpower, right. Or a superpower. And you're, you know, if you want to look at violence against women, it comes from boys not being educated, you know, and if you actually talk to boys in a way from the get-go, like about the specialness of like the sanctity for lack, Mm. you know, we want to get on, if we wanted to repeat the language that's being used against us, but the sanctity of a period, like you'd have a really different perspective and, and, you know, it's going to take a generation, but it also is like, you know, nobody thought we could convince people that smoking was bad that's true and and it happened faster it can happen faster than we think or like look at I always think when I think something's impossible I just look at yoga and I'm like (laughs) yoga like the late 70s was like two people were doing it in San Francisco and now like every like it's everywhere it's just everyone's like got a yoga mat everyone's everybody's like, got a yoga mat it's like everybody knows those complicated phrases and yeah that's how something becomes math yeah I love that. it also and I love like because I think how we frame the conversation is important that's what I love about the brand you've put together because it feels really accessible mm-hmm. like on a bunch of levels right because you make it affordable you make it gender non-conforming um and size inclusive i think it might be one of the most size inclusive brands i've come across i'll also say it's um accessible for people with physical disabilities too which is really awesome and that's our our whole thing was you can't if it's not available to everyone you are not a revolution and this is what this is and what and it's true we just kind of and you know sasha and i also were position not positioned i don't want to sound like business speak but you know we've both been collectively at it for you know almost 30 years almost Mm. so we're bringing our experiences and where we've landed in life and you know we you know where we have landed emotionally in our life and what our belief systems are and what our what drives our core and I would say we're both very much purpose-driven people you know and our purpose is landed in this of changing the period, providing a safe period and helping the planet. So that's our, we have a North star and we, you know, we came up with the, this, that we're an idea, a meaning, what did we say? An idea with a meaning. We're a community based around a meaningful meaningful idea. idea. Mm. Mm. I I love love that. Yeah. No, and there's something, it's really weird. We're both, you know, nearing the end of our period 
uh, time. Exciting. <laughs> it's exciting. It's exciting. But there's kind of like, there's a sort of freedom that comes with that, which I think is really important in period. And there's also a kind of sadness because we're like, we we wish we'd had the experience that period is throughout our lives. Oh and, God. you know, like, let's, so let's create, let's create the thing that we never had, yeah. you know? Um, but just really is, how you take care of future generations, right? You're like mm-hmm. leaving things better than when you got here, right? That's so cool. And, you know, it's really, it's, the difference it can make is is huge. You know, like the, the one of the number one ways to reduce climate change is is for more people, more women, more people who period to have education. Mm. That that's it. The the more women there are in the world that are educated, it it's like you know a, one of the top five ways of of reducing you know the insane ways we behave on this planet and you know periods periods and the number one reason why a, a lot of people don't go to school you yeah. know and act to period products and all this stuff so it's so small but it's so big it's connected into everything um the the change that can happen that's so true it reminds me of like the fractals that adrian marie brown talks about and you know, changes on a small level, on a micro level affect things on a macro level. And just hearing you say that, like, if I had gotten more than just one day of puberty class at Catholic school, like, then maybe that would have given me the agency over my body to not have like, a horrible first pap smear experience, just like, so traumatizing Mm -hmm. because I didn't have any agency to be like I don't want or need a pap smear I've never even kissed a boy like what are we doing (laughs) you know there's this book called I can't remember what it's called circle of stones or something and it's basically like what what would have happened to you in your life if you'd had like a community of people around you that had celebrated your period Mm and completely shifted that first experience like how you heard about it what you thought it was like that that effect on your life would have been an enormous like how you felt about sex how you felt about your body you know exactly as you said you're the agency you have when you go to see doctors it it's crucial yeah Mm. and that's I mean that's what we try to build now like you know we try to just have people just talk about it and like people are so excited to share their first period stories and like make an event out of it or even people who think they don't have that interesting of stories they add all this detail that makes it like so special um and we're also big advocates of people like finding a doctor that works well for them finding a gynecologist that they're comfortable with that listens to them Mm-hmm. That makes them feel like heard and seen because that was a huge positive change for me. Um, and again, we weren't really given permission to do any of these things, yeah. particularly as women. We're not given permission to do much. We just have to bleed on chairs. And <laughs> white chairs in, in white shorts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to, so I see we're kind of coming up on our time with you 
fabulous ladies. Um, and I wanted to throw in one quick question before we got to our three crazy questions. <laughs> um, so Carla, mm -hmm. uh, being a stylist, do you know if period underwear have now been worn on the red carpet, giving a whole new meaning to the term red carpet? I, I could never tell. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm just going to assume the next like really confident woman down walking yeah, down the red carpet. Sure. I'm like, she's she's in definitely period. wearing them. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any like crazy leaking stories? Obviously the person could be anonymous. <sighs> no, but there was a visible tampon string once <gasps> just in the silhouette. Ooh. You know, the those dresses are sheer. And I was what? like, talk it. Talk <laughs> that in. <laughs> That's also like kind of Power exciting moves. though, because I feel like no one would notice except us. Like it's a thing mm -hmm. that we're all like, I clocked it, but like, no yeah, well, every I woman would you. clock that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Another quick question I have is because we are do the show, every person that we've ever known sends us like articles about periods and like oh, yeah. any men, like everyone we know has a Google. Any alert. mention. <laughs> Actually, my mom cut out the LA Times article about the both of you and gave it to me because I'm Aww. from the LA area. Um, which was so sweet. So I wonder if both of you have stories of like people coming out of the woodwork or people you wouldn't think of from your life that like reached out to you about period. I mean, I think my family think it's really bizarre that I've ended up in the <laughs> underwear business. <laughs> and I think that, I think they, as I get nice encouraging emails from them, but they call them pants because oh, that's sure. what you call them. Sure. So I get kind of strange emails from like 95 year olds, uh, you know, <laughs> relatives trying to be really encouraging about the pants and my success in the pants. Sasha <laughs> <laughs> got a pretty what... amazing shout out on Joe Rogan the other day. Yeah. That was like this moment of, Reggie, you were listening. I know. <laughs> it's so sweet. You've made this product unbelievably. And um, that was that was a surreal moment that listening to, to those two men and um, talk about period. It was it, that was wild. It's like and it's such a great audience because that the Joe Rogan audience is yeah. unique. And yeah. so he them Joe hearing Rogan about is unique. <laughs> Let's just be clear. Let's just be honest. Um, so yeah, so I was just like, that is so badass that like two dudes are talking about period underwear and one's just being like informative and the other one's like, tell me more. Getting on board, man. <laughs> you know, the, the great thing is, is that Reggie is like, you know, he's so, he's, he's really into technology mm. and he's really into good product. And so he really understood period underwear as a very effective, good product. Mm. And that's why he, he got, he could talk about it. Like he can talk about a part of a car, you know, of a Porsche. Mm. It, it was the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> that is a very uh. good one. Like a random guy friends, just like, I talk about it with everyone. <laughs> Bring it up all the time. <laughs> okay, let's do our crazy questions. I'm let's do our crazy it. questions and let you out into the world. This Hello. has been such a wonderful conversation. Oh, Thank you for so having much us. Fun. We love 
I thank you guys for this is incredible what you guys are doing. Oh, thanks. Uh, I mean, truly, we could talk about this for hours. Should we give the listeners a chance to win some period product? (gasps) Yes, that would be amazing. Okay, okay, let's well, let's figure it out after this. So when we when the podcast comes out, everyone, believe it or not, this is not live. We will give <laughs> five listeners um, a period pack. That's so love sweet. It. Oh, my that's God. amazing. That's lovely. They United States only. To be honest. Sorry, everybody else. Sorry, world. <laughs> Okay, first crazy question. I will send it to Carla first. Okay. If your period was a historical event, which would it be? Oh Christ. Um <laughs> just just for context, mine is the Hindenburg exploding. <laughs> oh, amazing. The burning of the witches at Salem. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. Just for the drama of it, just for the knowledge, the the hate, you know. Love it. Sasha, what about you? I think it would probably be, you know, I I have such outrageous PMS that I can't send any emails for one day a month because the rage (laughs) that I feel is so extreme. So a particularly sort of (laughs) rage-filled historical event. I know, like Queen Elizabeth I, uh swearing to defend England against the Armada feels like <laughs> wow <laughs> that's powerful yes yeah my my uh, uh boyfriend he's like write the email don't send it <laughs> such good advice <laughs> Lincoln did that my husband would always tell me this he has Lincoln had a a drawer that said written but never sent oh my oh. gosh so I appreciate that the men in our lives are just like, you know what? I appreciate your passion. Give it a day. <laughs> <laughs> You'll thank me. Eight period days off, people. Yeah. Thank One you. Cycle. Yes, please. Hell yeah. Please and thank you. Okay, next question. If your period was a TV character, who would best represent your period? Oh, my God. <laughs> my period uh, never seems to end either. <laughs> So it would be just like Columbo always coming back to the end. Just, just one more thing. There's like day five, six, seven, and eight. Just one more thing. Just slowly walking around in that trench coat. <laughs> great. I mean, I also get a little like, can get a little moody. So I'll take like Cersei in the last season of Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Let's go to the window. Just at the window, just a little foul for everybody else. I'm a little alone. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Fantastic. Wow. I'm glad. Shout out to Lena Hetty. I love her so much. Oh my god. It's she's a big fan of period Queen Cersei. Nice. that's amazing. Well, I'm not surprised. Powerful women. (laughs) Okay. What is your period's catchphrase? I mean, at the period company, we say, let it flow, but that's what my mind has become actually, since I have gotten period underwear, since we've created period underwear, it's let it flow. Let it flow. And the other, the other catchphrase we have is soon everyone will want one. So sweet. (laughs) I love that. And uh, so that's what 
yeah i think those those two are, and, and that's really since since wearing period before it would have been completely look different. at us subliminal bland, brand masters <laughs> <laughs> like completely unprompted <laughs> That worked. That's good. That was that was synchronous right there. That That's was why all you're pros. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Carla, Sasha, thank you so much for joining us. It was such a blast talking a to dream. you about Period Company. Thanks, Megan. Oh, thank Meg, you so much. It, we just had such a nice time. You can come back. Yeah, I can talk to you guys for. I could talk to you guys for a whole cycle. I know. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun interview. I'm so glad we got to talk to those gals. Yeah. Me too. And I will say, I would love to know who Carla was with when she perioded all over that couch. Ooh. Cause she was like, you know, I was hanging out with a lot of people who are like way cooler than me, which one impossible. Cause Carla and Sasha are hella cool. But two, I'm like, was like Brad Pitt there. And then your friend, (laughs) like (laughs) your friend threw like wine all over to also that friend there should be a statue of that friend you know we have a lot of spaces where statues used to be you know confederate leaders and such how about just put up some you know mvbs most valuable bleeders that show up for their friends in their time of need and cause a distraction when a major leakage has happened here here yeah Love that. I love um, that. this giveaway that they talked about. Oh yeah. I know super- how generous. Yeah. So um, everybody please head over to vicious cycle podcast at the echoes at the beginning. Um, Instagram. <laughs> Find us on Instagram for the love of God. <laughs> um, but we'll have uh, information on how you can enter our giveaway with period company and hopefully spread the word about our podcast and the period company who we've all been singing their praises. Um, they're such lovely people. They're such a great company to support. Um, you know, I think doing this podcast, we've come to terms with wanting to support more sustainable and equitable, uh, companies and this yeah. is one of them they really practice what they preach so yeah it's give true. them your your monies and holy crap it's so affordable you guys it's so affordable so it's a win-win so for anyone who's a patron of our lovely podcast there's more conver- we have more bonus content of our conversation with sasha and carla that you can listen to on our patreon so head over there and there's so much other fun stuff over there too um would you guys like to do a read my labias because i have one always read my labias read my labias read my labias read my labias Labias. read my labias how men don't say sorry Mm. okay A a lot of men i love are afflicted with this. My father, my husband, dear <laughs> friends. Yeah. I know I listen, I understand that there is over apologizing, which a lot of women do, where uh-huh. we say sorry for like showing up at your door and ringing your doorbell. Like, don't do that. Or like, sorry for writing an email or whatever. But then there's the like, like we had a dear friend one time who might be a listener and he might know that we're talking about him. 
he spilled someone's hot tea all over the floor of a comedy uh, sketch show reading. Like he was flailing around, spilled tea everywhere in the middle of, of a read and didn't say sorry. Like <laughs> cleaned it up, was a delightful, like took care of it, but just laughed and never. And I just remember being like, oh my God, if that were me, I would be like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry for spilling your tea. I'm so sorry that it was your tea. I'm so sorry that I ruined this, this reading. <laughs> I'm so sorry that I exist. I'm so sorry that I'm breathing. Like, but I just remember like watching him clean it up and I'm just like staring at him like, you didn't, you're still just living your life. You're not even apologizing for this. What the <laughs> fuck? And the other day, Carl and I were out and he was walking. I can't remember where we were, but we were somewhere really crowded. Oh, we were at a food truck place. And I saw him about to bump into somebody and I'm like, he's going to run into this guy. Like I can see it, you know, because men just don't have like peripheral vision yeah. or whatever. So I'm like seeing this happen and he bumps into this guy and the but like, it's also the guy bumps into him. Like they kind of just like bump shoulder to shoulder and neither of them say sorry. They just go on their way. And I feel like women would be like, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. So are you sorry. okay? I'm so sorry. My shoulder hit your shoulder. Like I was just like, read my labias. Like, just say sorry. Just yeah. apologize when you do something. Like there in this, there's too much. There is too much. Mm-hmm. But there's a happy in between. I can't believe neither of them said sorry. I know. They just oh, looked at each other and like, and then, oh, I was just like, what in the fuck? How do people live like this? What is that like? You're just going to go up, up? You're just going to keep walking without acknowledging it? And they I looked know. at each other. There was like a look and an acknowledgement and a like, huh? But there was no sorry. I have so a, ridiculous. I have a, a woman that's close to me that is also like that. And that's all I'll say. Okay. <laughs> it's neither of you. I was like, it's okay. me. That's mine. Uh, that's a good one. Okay, Meg, well, Meg also has one, <clears throat> and it kind of it curtails off of yours somewhat nicely. So I am definitely someone who, even if it's not my fault, if someone bumps into me, I say sorry. Like it's it's so in my nature, and it's annoying to me that I do it because I'm like I didn't have to apologize in that moment. Like they bumped I into me just there. I was just existing. <clears throat> so. I had texted uh, Kate and Meg about this, um, but it's grown since then. Um, I So I was in a laundromat uh, doing some last minute laundry. Um, and I there was like the guy who maybe runs it was like back in a little storage room, but then he left. So then it's just me and this guy. Um, and as I'm putting laundry into my washer, the guy bumps into me mm. and like, it, like too much. Like it was too much of a bump, but Lingering I f- bump. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. But then I look and he had plenty of space not to bump into me. So I'm like, okay, either he's drunk or, uh, he intentionally like pushed himself against me. Uh. And I'm like, okay, all right, well that's annoying. Um, but put the rest of my stuff in the dry or in the washer put the coins in. Uh, he's, oh, he asks me if I can break a 20. I can't. Um, and then I get my stuff situated and then I'm checking my phone for something and I have my back turned towards him and I'm kind of trying to walk out of his way. And then all of a sudden I feel him pressed up against my backside. No, 
No. <clears throat> and so, and I like turn around and this time I don't say sorry. <laughs> so take that. Uh, and I look at him and he's like, oh, you were in front of my, my washer. Oh. I was like, then say, excuse me. And he's like, sorry. <laughs> like, but he was like, oh, this isn't crazy. Whoa, lady. <clears throat> How old was this guy? 20s, 30s, kind Ugh. of. And he was like, I don't know what his deal was. I think he was pretty high. Um, and like at one point he had like was shirtless and like oh kind of like changing, God. but <clears throat> he started like shifting what he was doing based on what I was doing. No, no, no. So like he, once I put my clothes in the washer, then he waited until I came back to put his stuff in the dryer. And then he put his stuff in the dryer next to me so then he could talk to me while I was like putting my stuff away. And he just kept asking me like random questions. Uh, and I like tried to make it really clear. I didn't want to talk to him. Eventually I put in headphones and like pretended to take a phone call. Uh, that didn't stop him. He still kept asking me questions and I had to pretend to be like, Oh, sorry, hold on. What? <laughs> like, I was like, I'm going to lose my mind. And then I left, uh, changed because I was also sweaty because I took a walk. And when I came back, he's like, you changed. And I was like, you are creeping me out so bad, but I'm alone in this room and he, and the door shut at one point he shut the door, no. but then the wind kept shutting the door. And I was like, I'm alone in a place just with this guy. I, I don't want to like, I don't know. Like he did not seem aggressive, but I was like, I don't want to be surprised. So I just fucking put up with it. And I was like, so frustrated. I was like, I don't know in that moment. Should I be like, fuck you? Like, this is not cool. Like you're an asshole, you know, or but then that could, then he could change and get really scary. Right. And so You'd never freaking know. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, move on with my life. Um, <clears throat> then we're in Palm Springs. We're in a gay bar, my oh, safe space. God, I forgot about that. And uh, there's a guy kind of blocking the door and I assume he's there with his friend. And so then I ask him if he's in line and he's like, no. So then I pass him and I wait for an open stall. And then he, he kind of leans into me and he's like, you got a big ass. And I'm like, no. yeah, but I'm like, maybe he's gay. And like, it's kind of a weird double standard that I'm like, well, if you're gay, you're allowed to say that. Thank you. But then well, it's not threatening if he's gay, like, yeah. supposedly, you know? right? It's still, it, yeah, it's still weird. Yes. yes. And yeah. honestly, like there are some gay guys who need to cool it with like grabbing yes, ladies they boobies, fucking do. Yes, and, you know, um, but this guy clearly was into women or also into women uh, because then he asks if I was single while he grabbed my ass. Um, and so I was just like, this has had like I've had two men like kind of be way creepy within four days of each other. No. As men, you need to remember how to be a human. Cool it. Like I'm getting the sense that like now that things are reopening, I think there's yeah. a little more like, I don't know, confidence or energy in, in cis guys. Cause then I went to a movie after Megan, her sister Katie dropped me off before my flight. I had time to spare and I saw F9. <laughs> Great oh, yeah. film. Everyone should see it. Um, and I, uh, was like the movie was starting. And so I was like trying to buy my ticket and get a soda and stuff. And the guy like selling me the ticket and stuff really wanted to chat. And like, he would not let me continue my order. He was like, so how's it going? What you doing? You just seeing a movie by yourself. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Is every guy a predator now? Do I just have to fucking like carry around mace? My Kevin's like, you should have mace in your purse now. 
So read my labias. Just leave Men, women fucking alone. Leave us alone. Ugh. I'm so sorry that all happened to you. That's Me too. Awful. It was a lot in a short amount of time. Yeah. <sighs> Boof. God. Anywho. <laughs> look at me i have the last laugh as she sits with a recovering yeast infection and cold <laughs> and hiding in her house i'm having a good week man. <laughs> okay um mine will be a little less depressing good <laughs> good i was like i've got a lot of stories like megs but I, <laughs> i'm like we don't have time to <laughs> to rip off that band-aid <laughs> um read my labias pressuring women of a certain age to have babies and buy houses and get married. Okay. Yes. So time of death, I'm 35. And <laughs> now my parents have decided that because my sisters both have someone, they're going to go ahead and put all of their collective retired energy <laughs> into making sure that I'm dating someone <laughs> interested in dating, buying a house. And, um, you know, they've told their friends about it. It's very obvious. <laughs> so yes. It's a group effort. <laughs> it's a group effort. All the boomers we, of Seal Beach. <laughs> we went over to my mom's friend's house to watch the fireworks last night. She's so fun, so lovely. Um, but you could tell that she was like, so are you dating? You know, you could go online. That's how I met my husband. You should, you should just get out there. Like you could tell that <laughs> my mom. I just like, like, bring it up organically. I don't know what to do. Please help me. This is the same woman who sent me a picture of her friend um, or no, sent my mom a picture of my, of her friend. And my mom was like, um, here's Sharon's friend. He's 41. He's really nice. The only drawback is he does live in DC. Right. He travels a lot for work. I'm like, so it's, it's a real focus and it, um, really messes with your head, especially when you like to define your life in other ways. Yeah. Um, cool it, mom. Cool it, men, and cool, cool it, mom. Society, because I don't know if thirty-five is the age where men get pressured about this. Although mm. maybe they do, um, but you know the timeline is different. I think they get a little more grace period. They do, and also like our our generation is different. Like my dad's like, I really want you to buy a house. I really want that for you, and I'm like, I hear you. But that's just not a priority for a lot of us. I would like it, but I don't want it to bankrupt me. Mm. I don't want to have no money because I yeah. felt the need to buy a home. Right. Read my labias. Cool it. Cool, cool it. it. Dear listeners, thank you so much for listening today. We had such a fun time with Period Company. Next week, our dear friend, VIB returning guest, Carla Lee is going to be with us. We're going to talk to Carla about being a mom, but more importantly, we're going to talk about the fourth trimester. Follow us on Vicious Cycle, you guys. I'm very proud of my period pain Tuesdays. I'm just going to shout them out. Everyone Come get on, on Tuesday stories. They're so good. Tuesday stories are so fun. Send your period pains to someone else for a change. Um, tell your friends about us. And until next time, keep calm. And bleed, bleed everywhere. everywhere.
Our theme song was written by Meg Trowbridge and performed by The Go Ahead. Find them at thegoaheadmusic.com. And our Vicious Psycho logo was created by Katie Newman. Find her at katienewman.online.